Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. And we're live. We are live at the countdown from six as usual. As usual. It wouldn't be the same without it. <laughs> Hopefully they don't change that. I know. Now it's, um, what are those, uh, it's going to be like an Easter egg. I think there's another word for the, one of those things that like becomes a part of what you expect, even if it wasn't like originally intended that way. It's just like those little quirks that you end up liking. Yeah. It's like a feature, not a bug. Right. If there's some sort of like specific word for it. It's not, I just had it on the tip of my tongue and then it escaped me. But, uh, yeah. It uh, wouldn't be the same. Yeah. For anyone that well, has going. no idea what we're talking about, it's <laughs> we use Riverside oh, yeah. to record and they start the countdown at six for some reason. Which we <laughs> haven't figured out why. <laughs> maybe it's like, I would assume maybe if there's like a second delay or if it doesn't show up, then they don't want it starting from four. But I've never seen it start from five. So I don't know. It's yeah. just start it from five, maybe. Yeah. Anyways. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> well how are things going good good uh so really great weekend which was awesome we uh we went to the safari park with my son oh, we had a great yeah. day yesterday so yeah I've, i I was like man this weekend like rejuvenated me i really needed a, a good weekend that's awesome did they have the tram yeah. back up and running mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, basically everything yes. was up and running yeah <laughs> okay i've been there twice this year i think and both times the tram was still down and i was so bummed oh really and i was supposed to be out the last time i went i think maybe around my birthday time in like early june end of may um and i haven't been back since but uh yeah i love the safari park yeah yeah it's worth it now such a cool spot i haven't been to the zoo either i used to go there to work when i was at Metrics, you know once or twice a week to do some thinking, you know, you do some laps around the zoo and then I would find a, a little spot to hang out and process email and do some, some writing. And, uh, I haven't, I haven't been doing it because, um, it's a little bit uncomfortable doing it with a mask, like just sitting at the zoo. So I was like, eh, I don't really want to do that. Um, so hopefully soon I'm hoping, and now it's cold too. So <laughs> it's not as, <laughs> it's not as nice to just like hang out out there, but, um, I'm at San Diego place. cold. I know San Diego cold, <laughs> which I, I'm the same way now. So yeah, sixty degrees is cold. So spoiled. Yeah. How was your weekend? Yeah. Uh, it was good. I'm I'm having a hard time remembering what I even did, but uh, <laughs> I think oh yeah, I just spent a lot of time with family this weekend. Um, so yeah, I had a pretty chill day on Saturday. And uh, got some extra work done on the Sunday with with my parents or with my mom and with my uh, my brother and his family. And um, I hadn't seen them since they sort of had a, a COVID scare back in like late August, early September. So it's good to finally see them again. And um, yeah, it's been a long time. So nice. Yeah. How are things yeah. in the uh, swipe files world? Um, going great. The, the community feels like really lively right now. And, um, been having a lot of fun 
like answering questions and uh, Peter Soom posted the other day asking for like SEO strategy help. So I spent like an hour, like basically just doing like a whole audit for him and, you know, looking at competitors and trying to give some prescriptive advice and uh, a whole bunch of other people jumped on the thread. And so that was really fun to see everyone kind of come together to help him. And, um, been prepping for office hours this Wednesday, which is exciting. So I'll be going over, uh, product hunt launch formula and uh, answering some questions. And, um, so it's felt really good in there. Um, and it's definitely been, you know, I think for a while it was a little bit of a lull and I was sort of burnt out on it and, you know, it's hard running a community. It's like, it's just a forever thing, you know? And so it's a lot of pressure and I think like low grade, like mental stress going on in the background all the time. So, uh, it's feeling fun again. And, um, it's good. Yeah. So the one thing is that, um, since the pricing update trials have been pretty low, like very, very low, only a couple, which the convert, I mean, there's still a couple of new members coming through the door, but the number of trials has gone down drastically. It used to be like one to three new ones a day. And it's like, there's been like six or seven new ones since the update total. So it's not exactly like scary. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly scary. I sort of anticipated that there would be a drop since it's a, a bigger update. But now it has me thinking that maybe I need to change like the model a little bit and maybe introduce some sort of like free workshop or lead magnet or, you know, kind of like, like a entry point piece of content to give people a taster of the community and the courses and the content before they start a trial. Um, so I think when experiment with that and create it, it's not like a ton of work. Um, and I can repurpose it anyways, if it doesn't end up being, you know, like moving the needle or anything like that. But, uh, I think I'm going to try to experiment with that just to see if that makes it a little bit easier to get people in the door. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, yeah, I'm just a little bit worried that I don't want to just like kill the, uh, I don't know. I need to do more active marketing. Like once I start creating more content, I'll be like pushing that out and pushing out updates and then obviously there's black Friday, Cyber Monday. So I'm not really that worried about at least right now getting new members in the, in the door or new trialing members, but I'm trying to think a little bit more long-term about what would be a good way to maybe something a little bit more palatable before the trial. Yeah. I don't know if this goes against the spirit of the community, but would you be able to publicly show some of the threads like on the swipe files website or somewhere. Cause like I saw the, the thread from Peter and like read through some of the responses. Uh, I was just like blown away by the level of detail, the quality, the expertise. And to me, that's like, <laughs> I mean, 100% right there is like the value that you're getting out of a swipe right. files uh, membership. Like it's insane. Yeah, I know there's, um, there's a way in circle that you can, uh, well, one, you can make certain posts public. Uh, and so I can just like share the links to them. Um, I've thought about making certain, uh, spaces public as well, but that would change like a kind of 
fundamental setting in circle and make the, like the auth experience a little bit different. I just basically rewire things, which I'm really scared to do because the last time I did that, I got locked out and I had to like go through support and the community was down for like a day. <laughs> so I'm just like generally <laughs> averse to doing things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's another good idea. I should, uh, I should like cherry pick a couple and maybe just link to them somewhere on the site in a creative way. Or even uh, just like a screenshot or something. Yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah, a screenshot. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Like, to me, a screenshot of Peter's post, for example, doesn't really do it justice because you need to see all the answers. And I can't really, like, maybe I could screenshot all the answers, but it's it's, right, it's I guess so long, long. It's so much to consume. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it is more about the answers. And just like you said, like the liveliness of the community of people who are willing to to jump in and help. So, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, the the best would be if you could just link, like you said, make that thread public and link to it. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. But, you know, and I, I think I saw he was tweeting about it, um, which is obviously also helpful. Um, so that's cool. But. Yeah. Yeah. That always helps. Like, like you said, it's a little bit hard to know the value that you're going to get before you actually get in there. Right. That's super hard. I mean, yeah. that's why I have the trial as well, but I understand that there's also some hesitation even just with that. Um, but I'm not really sure what else, you know, I could do. I just, yeah, to think outside the box a little bit, ideas like this, Yeah, bringing the community out of the sort of lockdown gated experience. Yeah. Or it's like almost like some sort of like, I don't know, hall of fame badge for threads. That's like, we want to mm. make this public now. Cause it's so great. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, some, some sort of like cool incentive like that. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to cherry pick a few, maybe make another, yeah. add on another section. As a, a teaser, a little taster. Um, otherwise, I'm kind of in the middle of another project right now, uh, kind of playing recruiter a little bit. And so <laughs> but a, another, last year I had one opportunity to help source a marketer for our company. And um, I successfully did that and got a nice referral fee. And since then, uh, it's kind of funny because thinking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I probably have gotten like one or two of those types of requests a week, but it's maybe not as specific as it was before. It was like, Hey, we'll pay you X sum. If you find us this person, it's more like, do you know anyone who would be good for this? Or could you share this on Twitter? Or could you share this in swipe files? Or, um, if you know anyone, let me know. Uh, but nothing very like formalized around that sense. Um, but I've gotten lots of those types of opportunities and um instead of running away from it or trying to like delegate it i think i'm just going to try to kind of formalize it and embrace it a little bit more and um so i'm working with a company called palette and you actually already know this but I'm doing it for the podcast <laughs> a company called palette to basically uh they're they have a new initiative which i can't spill all the beans on but basically it's like a reverse job board in the sense that you curate the candidates the talent and then you kind of play matchmaker slash recruiter for companies hiring. Um, so instead of like monetizing 
the company posting side of things, you monetize more like the talent. Uh, the company ends up paying for it in the, in the in the form of a sourcing fee, but they only pay if you find them someone. So the incentives are aligned that way. So I've been trying to build the talent pool uh, and <laughs> kind of just scraping, clawing my way. I, I want to keep it fairly like exclusive and curated because that's kind of core to the value of you know what companies are ultimately looking for. They don't want to have to... If I end up getting everyone in there, then it's no different than LinkedIn. But if there's no one in there, then they might not come back, right? So I have to have like enough people in there who could potentially match what they're looking for to always have something of value to offer without it being like, here's a hundred you, you can look through. It's like, here's 10 um, or here's five even kind of high quality, high overlap candidates. So that's been an interesting exercise to go through. And um, I'm about like a quarter way through my goal of how many people are going to be in there at least initially. Uh, and then we'll do a little bit more like public marketing around it. But, um, yeah, it's just been a lot of DMS <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You're out there like wheeling and dealing, wheeling and dealing, man. Find, uh... <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, so the other thing that was kind of the kick in the pants was I got two more of these opportunities where it was a formal sourcing fee offer. If they, if I helped source a candidate, that they end up hiring. So I was like, Oh, I know this drill. Like I, I can do this again. Um, and, uh, and then now palette is helping me kind of formalize that process a little bit more. So it's not just me like sending a bunch of emails or DMS about one thing about one company or one role in particular, but about any in the future in a very like standardized way, uh, which will make my life easier as well going forward. Yeah. Have you found that that's like been pretty enjoyable for you? Yeah, I think so. I like playing like connector and I'm always one to like refer people to, Hey, you should go talk to this person or here's an agency or a contractor who does good work or even here's a person. I mean, the hard thing about full-time roles is that you never know who's looking for a new opportunity. And it's kind of like a, you know, uh, like no one's really going to be actively marketing that unless there have been a couple people in the past who have said, Hey, I'm looking for something else. If you see something, let me know. So those are the first people that I'm adding to that list because they've, you know, told me or they have in the past. So I know that's sort of how they operate. But in general, you know, when someone asks like, Hey, do you know of anyone? I'm like, yeah, I might, but also I don't know if they're looking for something. <laughs> and so I always, I love playing connector. And now this allows me to do that with full-time roles as well. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's been, it's been fun and, uh, I'm very optimistic. I think especially just being able to source from my network and, uh, it's a win, win, win because candidate gets a new job, company gets a hiring role and I get money. So in the fulfillment of connecting him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's not a bad gig. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that a few times with freelance developers, although I haven't gotten paid for it. Uh, maybe I should have, <laughs> <laughs> and it is fun. Like, like, cause like you said, it's a win for all sides. And, um, but yeah, I have seen the challenge of people have asked me, you know, especially when I was doing freelancing myself, like fairly frequently, if I wasn't available, do I know anyone? It's like, yeah, I know a lot of people, but most of them are already busy. Like you said, yeah. so right. that's, that's the trick. Yeah. You need some sort of system for them to be able to say, I'm looking 
I'm open to conversations or I'm not looking or any, even like anonymity, anonymity too, you know, like maybe they mm-hmm. don't want to actively take on a bunch of, you know, interviews because, you know, word might spread back to their employer and it'd be awkward or something. So they have to, it's, yeah, it's a very delicate kind of situation. Um, they definitely need some, some software around. So that's where palette comes in. Cool. It sounds like you've got the inside track. Yeah. 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 Um, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, these, I have, yeah, these main two are my, my top priorities to source those first, but then I'll be sort of recruiting more actively other companies, uh, to join as well in the future. And it's a really low, like the low commitment ask. It's a really easy, Hey, do you want like a monthly email with qualified candidates for any role that you're hiring for? Like, why not? <laughs> you know, like there's nothing, you know, besides like maybe it's annoying, but like really there's no reason why someone wouldn't want that access. So it's a pretty easy sell. Right. Yeah. That's cool. What about you? What's new in Jetboost land? Oh man. Uh, where to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. It, it was an interesting week. Uh, at times I've, I've felt like I've been hanging on by a thread, but, um, like I said, the weekend was really good to recharge and I, I feel like I'm getting over some, some hurdles both in the business and personally, uh, which is good. Uh, but yeah, last week it was another one of those weeks where like there was a big unexpected event that happened. That's just like, oh man, here's another thing. Um, so I showed up to my co-working space one day and there was a letter on my desk from the state of California, which is never good, (laughs) (laughs) which like, I I didn't even know that, you know, it's a co-working space. So like they obviously sent the letter to that address, but I didn't know I had any like even tied to there. Um, Yeah. Weird. How did they find you? Yeah. It was super weird. It's the first piece of mail I've gotten there. (laughs) Interesting. I still get mailed to my, my, my mom's house. I don't know. Like they can't even get my, I've I've been here for years. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so it turned out um, we had like a a former contractor had applied for unemployment and the state of California for some reason sent that to me saying that Jetboost was his last employer. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, we had a in you know independent contractor relationship like it explicitly says in the contract you know that that Jetboost doesn't pay for taxes for health insurance for unemployment uh, all of that so it was it was one of those things that just like wasted like a day and a half where i'm researching what does this mean what do i need to do do i need to get a lawyer all this stuff um and you know sort of Ended up just doing what I thought was best uh, to handle the situation. We'll see what happens. It's, it could end up being an ongoing saga, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, just one of those things where where I, I was just like, man, like all I wanted to do was like build cool stuff for people using Webflow. <laughs> and uh, in the course of two years, I've I found like you don't get to just do that. Like there's so much other stuff you have to do. So mm-hmm. um, that was definitely frustrating. Man, yeah, what a bummer. That's yeah, it's curveballs all the time. Yeah. That's one of the hard parts I feel like is 
normally, I mean, it, I say normally, but like in any other scenario, you might have like a heads up that, or like someone would like assign that to you or, you know, and you'd be like, all right, I just have to deal with it. But it's just like comes out of left field every time, you know, these things that you just have no control over and they just drop. Well, yeah. in this case, into your co-working space randomly. And then you have to, <laughs> you know, and then it's like a, uh, a fire drill and a sprint to figure it out and solve the problem. Right. I think I've realized like ultimately this is the price you pay as an entrepreneur or as a business owner that like at the end of the day for your company, the buck stops with you and you have to be the one to handle fires like these. And, mm. um, it's definitely stressful at times, especially if you have other stresses going on and, uh, you know, I've been trying to figure out how to manage that better, but it hasn't been easy at times for sure. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's ownership, right? Ownership of, yeah. uh, you get the upside right. and you get the downside. So, yep. It's tough to swallow though. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. But feeling okay about that now moving past that. And, uh, some other, uh, one other challenge from last week that has turned into good news was, uh, we started having a number of support issues related to, um, JetBoost not being able to connect to someone's Webflow account. And as this continued to tick up more and more, it was becoming more and more concerning because this is like core to someone being able to use JetBoost. Uh, and eventually it ended up affecting my own personal JetBoost account um, and, and my Webflow account. Hmm. So I spent again another like day digging into this issue and discovered that what seemed to be a new or a recent bug in the Webflow API. Uh, and so I, I wrote up this long detailed document showing like everything I found steps to reproduce, like hoping that sport team would send it to the dev team and you know, they would at least look into it because like, this is not an issue that's affecting very many of the, very many Webflow customers because most of them aren't using the Webflow API. Um, but it was like severely affecting JetBoost. Uh, oh, so, so this is this is where you kind of get into like platform risk uh, where something breaks on their end and your customers are affected, uh, but there's not a lot you can do. And so I was a little bit nervous about that. And plus I just, you know, I hate having to burden their dev team or their support team with, with these issues that only really affect JetBoost and a handful of other companies. Uh, but anyways, I ended up hearing back from them today that they did see that it was actually a bug and they're going to fix it. So that should be rolling out. I'm, I don't know exactly when, but hopefully fairly soon. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Which just felt like a huge win. They were like super appreciative of, of all the detail that was provided. Um, and you know, as like, a technical founder like that's i would love you know that level of detail if if, if there's a jet boost <laughs> bug like that so <laughs> right right so it ended up being worth the effort for sure uh which was nice and you know and i've also been thinking because one of the things people always say about jet boost uh, other uh you know entrepreneurs or uh is like that there's so much platform risk involved and there is, but I also think when it depends on the platform and when their team is willing to look at these issues like this and yeah. uh, solve them for us, like 
to me that reduces a lot of the platform risk. So definitely kudos to them. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, what if it dragged on for another month, right? I mean, there's like yeah, very little you can do, or at least you have to like then do all these things to try to mitigate it and fix it or minimize it or, you know, tell customers how to work around it. So, um, yeah, it's awesome that they were responsive. Uh, yeah. I would be losing sleep over that personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't ideal. I mean, fortunately it wasn't affecting every single customer and it, it was like one step away from being extremely severe where it would have actually affected every single customer. So, hmm. um, yeah, luckily that wasn't the case. And this was an issue with their API. Cause I, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, it must not be the same, but I got a bunch of emails this morning from, uh, and text from fathom cause they have like free uptime monitoring for your, for your site. And, uh, I got like 20 texts and emails in the middle of the night at random times where it was like, Swipe files is down and then it was like Swipe files is back up and there would be like these two to ten second blips where i mean obviously hmm. it was webflow had some sort of issue so when you wrote that in the notes i wondered if it was related but it sounds like it's not <laughs> yeah no i don't think so and actually i've subscribed to the webflow like status uh updates oh right and issues and whatnot and i don't think i got anything overnight but hmm. yeah, it may have just been small blips or whatever yeah, weird. Or maybe yeah. something with my DNS. That might that wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if it was another issue with uh, Namebright or yes, <laughs> Namebright. So yeah, old and clunky. I, I <laughs> speaking of DNS, uh, I was working with uh, so the the Jetboost app that people like log in and use to uh, set Jetboost up with. It has, uh, it had an SSL cert that was expiring, that was potentially expiring today. And I was like really freaking out about this because, you know, last week it still hadn't been renewed yet. And, um, our service that like manages all that, I, I reached out to them. I was like, what's going on? Uh, you know, if the SSL cert doesn't renew, then nobody's going to be able to log into Jetboost and right. that's not going to be good. Um, but their support was actually really good. Um, they walked me through like, they're like, oh, we, you know, now we handle this a different way. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and today rolled around and it was fine. So uh, oh. that was good. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those like DNS SSL things, man. It's like the quickest way to have a major, major outage. Oh my gosh. It's so scary. Did you see yeah. um, the, uh, the update on Cloudflare that I sent you about Cloudflare for SaaS. I saw the link. I, I didn't get a chance to read through it yet, though. Okay. Well, I won't bug you too much about it, but I was just wondering because, uh, I mean, obviously, if someone's non-technical, it's hard for me to understand how all the pieces kind of fit together for development. But um, I I knew that Cloudflare, you can do you know some things, like I guess for an app, just like you would for a website. But I really hadn't thought about all the implications of that or how you know developers use it for you know web apps in particular um but they talked about uh you know encrypting customers traffic and doing ssls um support for vanity domains um you know some sort of like scaling infrastructure i don't know anyways you can take a look at it 
I was just wondering like how that fits in and if that's something interesting or not, <laughs> but I don't yeah. know anything about it really. I can't really decrypt it. Yeah. I know Cloudflare has been releasing a ton of interesting stuff lately. They have their, um, they released their Amazon S3 competitor, uh, with like much cheaper pricing, I guess. Really? Yeah. Um, hmm. But no, yeah, I didn't get a chance to read that yet. So I'm going to have to table that for next week. Cool, cool. Well, I feel better and better uh, about my Cloudflare stock. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there you go. As a stakeholder, I mean, I have a, a vested interest. Yeah, no wonder you brought it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some free market. Don't, don't you have to disclose that? <laughs> I'm moving markets, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, I guess we we do have to pull up disclosure uh, disclosure now. Okay, so may uh, what's the little like verbiage? May hold securities or something like that. May have yeah. security interests. That's funny. What else is new? Uh, the last big update. So I can't remember if I talked about this last week or not. Um, but I had worked on some changes uh, just like backend changes that would allow us to test different pricing and we ended up rolling out our first pricing change today uh, I love it. it it technically we're recording this Monday right now it's 4 p.m. technically goes live at 5 p.m. Um, but yeah we are raising the prices on the individual subscriptions uh, basically 25% from $9 a month, $12 a month. The bundle pricing is going to stay the same. Uh, and the thought there is basically to try to incentivize people more towards the bundles uh, because we do think that those are already a pretty good deal and now it's an even better deal. So uh, yeah, pretty excited to see how that goes. Yeah, sweet. Uh, you're going to give it around like a month or two to kind of like test before you make any other changes or sort of what's like the, the thing that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I think test it for, like you said, probably at least a month and, uh, yeah, just take a look at conversions, both, you know, how, how are the conversions on the individual subscriptions affected? And then how are the you know, is there a higher conversion rate for, for bundles now, uh, as well? And a lot of this is, stuff. yeah, it's kind of being driven by, um, sort of us seeing, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's one of those things where like a small group of people can ruin things for everyone. Um, <laughs> and it, you know, like a lot of other people in SaaS have talked about before, we're finding that some of our highest support customers, like our most demanding customers are customers that have, you know, a single individual subscription. So basically paying, uh, the lowest amount they could for JetBoost. Um, and we had a, we had a, another situation today with someone who was very demanding and very rude. And, and of course it turned out that they, they were looking to use like, first of all, they weren't even a paying customer yet. And second of all, they were only planning on using, uh, one of the, one of the products. So 
it was just kind of like, eh, it feels like time to um, <laughs> raise prices a little bit. And I mean, there's been free alternatives to Jepu's for a long time now. And, uh, you know, for some people, that's probably better. Uh, and that's okay. So it's taken me a long time to realize, like, we don't have to try and get every single Webflow customer to be a Jetboost mm-hmm. customer. Uh, and I think in the long run, we'll, we'll end up being happier for it. Yeah. Yeah. And can justify more of that hands-on support and, um, time invested and yeah, product development. I mean, people will get what they pay for and it's, I mean, it's already very, very affordable. Right. And so as long as the value is there, I think that, I mean, it's one of the advantages of working with smaller numbers too, is you can you know, a $5 increase per month is $5 at the end of the day. Right. You know? And so <laughs> that also helps filter out the bad customers and the really price sensitive customers, but also you, you end up getting more from the customers who do receive the most value out of it at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. It's funny too, because I feel like I'm like really dipping my toe in the water here because I haven't raised prices before. Uh, and so even increasing it, the the lowest plan, not affecting any of the other plans, but increasing the lowest plan by $3 a month still feels like pretty significant right now. <laughs> uh, when at the end of the day, it's like really nothing. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait to see what the response is. And um, I think we did talk about the last time, sort of like how you roll out price updates and thoughts about grandfathering and legacy pricing and all that jazz. And so, uh, we'll have to keep this thread running. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You, you, you led the charge on, uh, pricing updates. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even then it's, it's hard to, um, I mean, anything, any pricing update psychologically is just, it's hard for the person charging and for the person, paying but like objectively there's always like a you know a best solution and most of the time it ends up not being like a material difference all that much and people will pay what they value regardless you know freaking phone was like twelve hundred dollars <laughs> there's no reason there's no i don't get twelve hundred dollars of value out of this phone maybe i'd have to really think about it right but at the end of the day it's because i want it because i value it and um, the whole price sensitivity thing, that's just a lot of like personality too. I just love throwing money at stuff. <laughs> just like trying to solve the problems <laughs> that way. Not everyone's like that, but I think yeah. those types of people end up making the best customers. So yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I think too, so I, I got a really good response to my latest investor update. Uh, and, uh, th- this was from Tyler, uh, who's the obviously lead investor at, at Calm Fund. Um, he was kind of challenged me to experiment more, which as you get farther and farther along, at least for me is like so easy to stop doing and kind of forget, like we should always be experimenting. Uh, so experiment more with like pricing, experiment more with marketing and, and different marketing channels and, uh, you know, just being open to some stuff's going to work. Some stuff's not going to work and and that's okay. 
Uh, and so, yeah, that's what we're trying to do now. It's awesome. Yeah. Just in time for the holidays, uh, getting close to the new year. So I think it's great timing as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can't, it's crazy. Only two, two months left early of the year. Sneaking up, man. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, by the time we get around like Christmas time ish, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't plan on working very much around the last two ish weeks at the end of the month. In fact, last time, I mean, last year I said that I would take all December off. I think that I've had a change of heart around that. Not because I don't want to, (laughs) but it's more like, well, yeah, I kind of don't want to. I want to do some work. Um, Yeah. But either way, you know, the the whole point was, I think we're around the, you know, we have like eight weeks and then kind of wrapping up work for the year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I set that same goal at some point and <laughs> right, yeah. I, I will definitely not be t- taking all of December off. It's not a, not a reality for me, but the time will come. Time will come. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, anything else? I don't think we got yeah. any questions. I put out a feeler there for, Anyone had questions? I also forgot to put my me in there, so I don't know if it was like phrased weird. But um, <laughs> I wonder. I was like, "Wow, Corey really wants uh, <laughs> me to answer some questions." It's like, all right. Sure. I was looking back at it. And I was like, "Why didn't we get any responses?" That's so weird. And then I was like, "Oh wait, it just says anyone have any questions for Chris?" And I forgot to put <laughs> and me. Uh, so maybe next time we can answer some questions, or people will have them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. All right. Well, there's a call to action. If you have a question for us uh, or a comment, there's a link in the show notes and you can type it in. You can record your audio, even your video. If you want to show your face, any questions for us, uh, it's in the link below. It's zipmessage.com slash default dash alive. Right. I think that's what it is. Um, yep. And we'll have as many of the mentions in the show notes as we can remember. And we'll see you in the next one.